Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. No, I don't. I don't really remember any of it. I don't. I don't remember. Is this the music they use for it? Yeah. Hello. Oh, this is nice. Well, that's half term done. Ba, 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 beep, ba. Hello there. Well, it's lovely to be back making a sort of traditional podcast, although I don't really remember how to do it, so I'm going to give myself a day to sort of bed in. But I've got a new treat for you from my dad. Yes, uh, nepotism pretty much rules on this show. Uh, not not, not enough, just to give you my cousin. Uh, you're, you're getting my dad today uh, with a project that has been, well, some would say 2,000 years in the making. Certainly felt like that, trying to deal with uh, Amazon publishing systems. Anyway. I didn't have to do any of that. Uh, this goes back to my conversation uh, last week uh, about uh, helping your parents with computery things. My mother hotly objected to what I'd said. I know she's listening now. Hello, mother. Um, I accept your hot indignation. Um, you know, we're just going to have to deal with it. I don't think I said... I, I, th- I thought I was confessing to being a terrible person. Um but um, I understand we all have our hot indignation uh, from time. <laughs> it's like a one-way conversation with my mother. What a wonderful thing uh, for everyone concerned. Anyway, hello. I'm going to plow through some of your emails before I get onto my dad's thing, which is really great, and I'm very excited to share with you. Uh, Hedy is uh, one of a, a series of emails. Uh, DJ, when I woke up, I discovered that someone had installed an innocuous workstation in my bedroom. What is what? Uh, when what I really wanted was for the council to look at the drains. Should I complain? Heady. Well, no. I mean, if it's innocuous, that's brilliant, isn't it? Uh, Heady. Dear Jake, when I woke up, someone had delivered an interval differentiator to my bedroom. Really pleased. Going to use it later. By the way, wouldn't it be better if in a boxing match the people hit each other with banjos? <laughs> it would be funnier, and there would be two less banjos in the world, thereby reducing societal angst. Hey, steady, banjist! I will not tolerate banjism here. Banj, banj lives matter. Uh, oh, it's heady here. Um, dear Jake, when I awoke, I was annoyed to find that someone had installed a direct instigator in my bedroom. By the way, uh, do you think we should try to stop them? I have a lot of palladium, if that will help. Um, sure, why not? Um, I think that's pretty... Oh, no, one more. Heady, dear Jake, in terms of calculus mathematics, are you an integration or differentiation kind of a guy? 
I still love the memory of my family sitting around the Christmas tree laughing and working out partial differential equations. Love, Hedy. Um, fond memories for you, I'm sure. I, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything to say about that. Take that one up with David Alt. There's nothing to do with me. Pat, hey everyone, since exploring Mars is in the news, here's an interesting fact about the Red Planet. During the late 19th and early 20th centuries, it was believed that there were canals, 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 I can't, lost it, on Mars. Yes, I remember that. They were first described by the Italian astronomer Giovanni Schiaparelli. Or is it Schiaparelli? I don't know. Later, Percival, a US astronomer, also was a fan of the notion. Uh, of course, this was a mistaken belief. There are no such canals. Proof of this existed even then. There are no shopping trolleys on Mars. Yes. And no one has ever seen a canal without shopping trolleys in it. I'm glad I didn't preempt that joke and trust you to deliver exactly the correct punchline. That, that is... That was just perfect. That was like being served a meal in a restaurant that absolutely met every expectation that was perfect thank you for that i really enjoyed that um what what uh what oh yeah there's a thing i wanted to do i haven't had time uh there's another thing i didn't have time uh i'm not gonna worry about it natasha says uh, long email alert it's not that long natasha i've had much longer than this it's jake uh, no it's not today at swanburst.com by the way if you'd like to get time so rusty so rusty week off and look at it i'm finally a patron after listening to your podcast over the last few months, thank you and sorry it's taken so long. Listen, I'm it's like veganism. I'm just delighted you're here now. That's all I care about. So thank you. Anyway, Natasha says, bear with me on this. But I was listening to Radcliffe and McConey on Valentine's Day. Oh. Uh, and they were playing a whole show of Sunday glove songs. And somewhere between Stoke and Nottingham, I'm a community nurse who does a lot of driving. I don't feel like you should be... On, on being a patron if you're a community nurse like i i need to find out some way of you know you should that should be on the house natasha i'm not i'm i'm not comfortable with that i'm gonna have a conversation about this anyway the song million love songs got stuck in my head is that the barry barry garlow a million love songs later i'll be singing at the top of my register uh anyway this may be combined the two and I went somewhere down a COVID slash environmental path and came out with a million gloves and masks later. Here I am trying to tell you. But that's as far as I've gotten. Can this be built upon or is it tut? I'm not a fan of Take That. So it's annoying that the song has been wearing around in my head for a week. It doesn't help that I'm reminded of the damn song whilst working. Obviously, I'm forever using this stuff and probably have used in the region of one million pieces of ppe just me alone our poor planet yes our poor planet but um you know it'll be fine we'll we'll just be fossils soon uh, sorry i'm just kind of using you to offload the songs out of my head now yes it is anyway tara natasha well you know what i, I want to talk about this a little bit because uh, i've i've realized if someone says to me sing us a song the, the song that generally comes straight to me is Chicago, Chicago, and that's all I know of that song. And then if I try and think of another song, it will be another song that I don't actually know. And I, if, if, if songs creep in that I do know, they'll be the worst songs that I don't like. And I know, look, you know, 10 years ago, a bit more, I was working on Sean Keaveney's breakfast show and, and I did the jingle for earworms, for his earworm jingle. It's an earworm. That was me. Uh, and so I don't want to kind of do that. And to be honest, I don't even really remember what that was. It was just sort of tunes that were stuck in your head that you couldn't get out. 
but I, I am interested in this like what is the worst song that your head keeps revisiting like what is the absolute worst song? so not necessarily the most persistent but what's the one that keeps going in there i'd love to know it's not today at swanburst.com and we'll try and think of an appropriate uh title for it that's not uh, actionable by sean i don't, I don't think you'd do that uh p.s natasha says five years ago my brother and i came to see you at the edinburgh fringe oh wow uh, and i remember you told a joke where you put your hand out to offer cake i was in the front row and you offered me this cake uh, to which my brother nudged me and said take the cake i then went to grab the cake and you murmured not yet i was clearly so starstruck that i can't remember the premise of the joke ho-hum that makes two of us natasha i don't oh i do remember that draw a bit of cake just some cake i was doing my old man character i don't remember so draw a bit of cake it's got cherries in it the cherry cake self cherry cake god i can't remember i'm thinking i might dig out some bits of stand-up speaking of which this all lends itself very nicely uh to one of the it's, it's just glorious self-promotion uh really today and nepotism so um i feel like i've put myself in the top three percent of uk comedians in as much as my website works uh for the first time in years uh very few comedians i think can can lay claim to that um yeah do you remember i had that one that one good six months and i thought i'll get a, a website and i got someone else to do it and now i can't afford to pay them anymore and i don't know how to get into it yeah well i, f I figured it out it's really basic it's so basic it's literally two pages right now but but one of the pages it's jakeyap.co.uk by the way uh one of the pages is just a massive link depository of like so much stuff that i've done not it's not exhaustive not yet but it's got like links to all the podcasts i'm doing but also all the guest appearances i've done on other people's podcasts that i probably put out on a tweet once and then forgot all about and probably didn't even do that to the annoyance of whoever's podcast it was um but there's like there's guest appearances on my mate bought a toaster and chick peeps and podcasts from the past and debated and tiniest kills and desert island dicks and reasons to be cheerful and the box of delights and strong body green planet and the one show show and psy comedy and the beef and dairy network if you're thinking well i can't be bothered to trawl through all the i don't know or and you know you're looking for something to do there's loads of stuff there but there's also there's music and songs and there's like radio stuff i've done and links to a book at bath time with john holmes and other for extra stuff that's like really obscure that you should go and listen to because it's really great including me and john holmes's comedy club review of the decade which was really fun um there's links to the hurting there's links to millions of things in x minutes that i've done like the things i've been asked could you do this in two minutes i've done proust Radio 4 Extra, Star Wars, War and Peace, Foreign Correspondence, Every Christmas Song, Brexit Cast, um, or the whole of BBC Network Radio in 10 minutes, and Doctor Who Series 9, randomly enough. Uh, so it's all there. If you go to jakeyap.co.uk, there's a, there's a link at the top, um, or it's jakeyap.co.uk slash links. And on there, what I ought to do, and I will do, so help me, is put a link to uh, my dad's book, I say that like he's done one book. He's done like 50 books in his life. Um, but he's, you know, he's he's a journeyman writer. Uh, he's written uh, many, many books. And a lot of them have just been for money, uh, which is not to denigrate them. I'm just saying that they're not necessarily the books he necessarily desperately wanted to write. I don't think he was dying to write, a, for example, a biography of uh, Marilyn Monroe, which I think he did. 
I don't think he was desperate to do that, but, you know, it was money, wasn't it? Um, but one of the ones that is much closer to his heart uh, is this, and it's finally out after, I mean, literally decades of actually getting around to self-publishing. But then uh, I think like a maybe a year of attempting to get it available on Amazon. It is a hard process, I will give you that. Um, but it's there, and you can buy a physical copy, and you should, because it's a perfect toilet book. Um, and it's it's the Bible cookbook, so it's, uh, it's just uh, a series of recipes inspired by uh, the Bible. Uh, so uh, what sort of things have we got? Forbidden fruit, that's a nice one. Stuffed fig leaves, uh, pillar of salt, devils on horseback, uh, molten calf, Moses in a basket that sort of thing really funny like it's really really good uh, and well worth checking out and i'm delighted uh, that don't ask me how i managed to get a coup an exclusive like this but i've got him reading some of the recipes out for you and uh, all this week uh, i'm going to treat you to uh, a recipe a day from the bible cookbook by nick yap so here it is the bible cookbook Spare rib. This dish always makes a great centerpiece for any cosy dinner à deux. Ideally, it should be followed by forbidden fruit. See recipe number three. A word of warning some of our readers may find preparation of this dish tricky and painful to watch. Ingredients one Adam, fig leaves, Courage, a generous portion. Method. 1. Take Adam and holding firmly down, pluck out rib. 2. Shape rib until it is fair and comely and arouses strong feelings in the loins. 3. Arrange spare rib on bed of fig leaves and lie down beside. 4. Masticate furtively. Reference, Genesis 2, 22. Nick Yap. Taken from the Bible cookbook. Available now in ebook form. And on the Amazon, if you want to buy an actual physical copy to hold in your actual physical hand. Um, with illustrations by uh, Maureen Sinclair, my auntie. Uh, so uh, enjoy it. It is. It's. It's a great little book. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I think it's one of his finest works. Well done, Dad. They're all good. There are others. We'll talk about other ones another time. Anyway, so uh, that's that. I was going to sort of try and catch you up with other things I've been doing. It's been a really, really manic time. Um, if you haven't yet, I would really love it. It would mean so much if you would see if you can find, and I know it's hard at the moment, we're working on that, but the Vegan Life magazine podcast that's the vegan life magazine podcast um uh we are launching the first episode on friday but you can already hear the little trailer thing it's really good it's not just for vegans it's it's basically uh talking about food 
and uh, with some amazing chefs. And if uh, you want some great ideas, if you're sort of vegan curious um, or, you know, that uh, annoying niece or nephew's coming around and they've gone vegan, and you don't know what to do. Uh, it's great for that. Um, but it's just it's just people enthusing about food. If you enjoy food, it's kind of like it's kind of a bit like a veganized version of kitchen cabinet. Uh, and I'm I'm that guy in the middle. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. I've recorded several episodes, and just they're they're really lovely, fun, happy listens. There's no hectoring business about veganism. There's none of that. There's no shaming. It's just fun troughing. So, um, and it would be brilliant if you could kind of help it grow a bit because we really need to get get it out there and and up there and and over there and. I can't think of any more. Uh, I don't even know what kind of a word that is. I'll have to ask my seven-year-old son. Um, that's it for now. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with uh, another uh, recipe from the Bible cookbook uh, and more actual stuff. I'd love to talk about Keir Starmer and Matt Hancock. Would I? Or would it just make all of us cross? I don't know. Have a good day. Lots of love. Bye-bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. 